Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Uh, we're in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They understand that it's not just a mortgage. It's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS. Doubleheader with many of you seeing two of the most dynamic young quarterbacks in the game airing it out with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Welcome Watson and the Texans. The Arrowhead followed by the Cowboys visiting the Jets at MetLife. It all begins with JB and the guys getting you focused for football on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by Geico. Listen to this. It's unbelievable. You can save a bunch of money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com like Carver High did, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. It's time for another exciting edition of Fantasy Blowout with... Jamie Eisenberg of CBSSports.com, CBS HQ, and of course CBS Sports Radio every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Eye on Fantasy. Everybody loves Jamie, and I'm guessing he's doing all right. Uh, Kane scored late with two and a half left. They'll go up uh, 16-9 on Virginia, and uh, they'll kick the extra point and see if they can go up eight, and then Virginia will have one last chance to try to tie it if they can score and go for two. But uh, their quarterback sucks, so that's probably not going to happen. Jamie, how you doing tonight, brother? Hey, congrats. You're going to win one. Screw you, Jamie. I still <laughs> think uh, I think the Canes suck. <laughs> it's a good night for you. You guys win. You know, I got to tell you, they walk around, like, with all their bling and gold chains and their tight uniforms and their, you know, they dress like they're NFL players and they all have this uh, swag and all this other nonsense going. But when they play football, they look like they're Eastern Michigan. Like, they really, I mean, they're terrible. You could have used Central Michigan as the uh, I did. I used Central Michigan earlier, so I went to the Eastern Michigan example in the in the second half here. But I they, they, they are very braggadocious for a team that sucks. Like, they have nothing. They couldn't beat a good team if they tried. Well, they nearly did in week one. And, they did, and that didn't happen either. That's true. That's very true. Uh, here we go. We take your calls. Jamie's doing great. Carver, how are you doing great? I'm doing very well tonight. B-Mac, are you doing great? I got to know because people ask how we're doing all the time. We don't need all that. I just want to get it out of the way early here. We're all doing phenomenal. You're doing great? All right, so I'm doing great. So now that we're all doing great, you don't have to ask us how we're doing. Just talk to Jamie about your fantasy problems. Here we go, as usual. Trey kicks it off in New York. Full PPR. Um, Tyler Eifert or Noah Fant, and then the other one, is uh, Mark Andrews or T.J. Hawkinson? Thank you. It's, it's amazing to me how Trey cracks the code and he's first every week. Um, right. I, I'd go uh, Andrews over Hawkinson. The the latter one's a little bit tougher. I'd see if you can find Jeff Flames. I think he's a little bit of a safer play. Just for so touchdown dependent and, you know, fans are just not getting the targets. I think without James O'Shaughnessy in there for the Jaguars, they're going to see Minshew lean on Flame a little bit more. So I might even drop one of those two guys and pick up Flame. All right, uh, let's. Uh, do, what do you What do you want me to do here? Do you want me to try him on again or something, or do you want to keep going? 
right, uh, they're gonna they're gonna call him back. The phone sounds like he's in a in the ocean, underwater, like capsized in a boat. By the way, Sanchez no hitter broke up with two outs in the eighth. I thought the guy uh, pitched a hell of a game. Doolittle's on now. And I thought uh, Sanchez pitched incredible. Uh, and and I, I frankly wanted to see him get the uh, no-no because I thought the game was boring. I mean, the game was just perfect for him, 2 nothing, but it was so boring. I was falling asleep watching it. And I was actually rooting for the guy to get the no-hitter. It would have made it uh, better, I think. Brandon in Pennsylvania, you're on with Jamie Eisenberg. PPR, Alshon Jeffrey or Marvin Jones Jr.? It's a close one, but I'd give probably a slight nod to uh, Marvin Jones. I, I just think Jeffrey is going to you know, struggle against Xavier Rhodes in that Viking secondary, and it's just not a good spot for the Eagles. So I think Jones against the Packers is a little bit safer. All right, there you go. Have a good weekend. Dave in Wisconsin. Hey, my corn Fred, white slow boys beat your canes the last two years, boy. Just remember that. Which Dave team? Which, which team? Last, oh, last yeah. two years of the bowl games, man. We, we took care of your NFL roster down there in Miami. Yeah, they spanked them. Yeah. And then that's what you get, the slow white boys from Wisconsin. Hey, Mixon versus Garden later. Uh, I, was there, was there like, a point to all that? Did he ask him a fantasy question? He, he asked Joe Mixon versus Melvin Gordon. Right. Uh, I, give, I give a slight nod to Melvin Gordon. Just the offensive line's a disaster for Cincinnati right now. And, you know, the one thing with the Ravens' defense, they're not the same as they have been in years past, but the run defense when Brandon Williams is in there is still pretty good. So, Melvin Gordon getting an uptick in, in playing time, and that's that's the expectation. So, I'd probably go with him against the Steelers. 855-212-4CBS to get on the bench. Call now to talk to Jamie Eisenberg about your crappy fantasy lineup. Mike in Louisiana. Hey, bud. Uh, so, I have a question. It's a four-point PPR, two running backs, one flex. Do I start Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, Malcolm Brown, or Carlos Hyde? Uh, I'd go with uh, the first two, Fournette and um, uh, and uh, well, Le'Veon Bell. Um, I, I just think, you know, the, with Sam Darnold back, the Jets offense will look a little bit more competent. And, uh, you know, Fournette's, Fournette's has been so good, you know, so I, I would stick with those two guys. There you go, Mike. 855-212-4CBS to get on with Jamie. Steve in Fairfax, Virginia, off the fan. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, Jamie. I'm wondering, should I go with Malcolm Brown or Joe Mixon standard lead? Yeah, I'd go Malcolm Brown. I think the caller before also asked for a third player. I'd go Malcolm Brown as a third guy, too. Um, but, yeah, Brown over Mixon, I just think, you know, uh, if he's going to get the girly touches or at least the girly playing time uh, since Todd Gurley's doubtful, you know, he's been playing basically 90% of the snaps. So they'll split it up a little bit with Daryl Henderson. Henderson probably playing on, on passing downs, but I think Malcolm Brown has the better chance to score. And we've seen that's what Gurley's done pretty successfully the last two games, four touchdowns over that span. So I think it's a better chance for Malcolm Brown to find the end zone. There you have it. 855-212-4CBS. Cuba in Miami. Yeah, hi. Um, PPR, I'm wondering, do I start Cortland Sutton or Tyler Boyd? Yeah, Tyler Boyd's just uh, been fantastic. Um, and, and last week, the first game without John Ross, he had a season high in targets. I think it was 14. He's been averaging 10 targets per game. The weakness of this Ravens team right now is their secondary. So you know, the one thing I think that the Bengals will have some success, whether it's the entire game or certainly probably garbage time, is, is uh, you know, Dalton trying to hook up with Boyd. So Boyd's a little bit safer for me. All right, 855-212-4227. Novell in Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. 
Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, go Canes. And I need one in the standard league, Alden Tate, D.D. Restbrook, or Pringle. I need one. Yeah, I think Pringle's uh, a wild card if Tyreek Hill is inactive, but it sounds as if he's going to play. So I'd probably give a slight nod toward D.D. Westbrook. You know, we'll see if the Jaguars continue to, you know, be creative with their receivers with moving D.J. Chark inside and outside because if they keep him inside a little bit more, that avoids Marcus Lattimore. But if they keep him outside, I think that's where Lattimore will go. And then Westbrook inside will sort of avoid the tougher coverage. So I think it's a, he's a sneaky play in both seasonal and daily league. Do you think uh, Florida will uh, beat LSU in Death Valley? I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a realistic Gators fan. I think that's just a tough spot going down there in the uh, primetime games. Uh, I think they'll cover, but I don't think that they'll win. 6-0 and oh, and perfect record and no faith from you. Go figure. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm realistic. <laughs> Piker. Uh, Brian in Milwaukee. I will say this. If we win that game, we're in the playoffs. Uh, I think, well, uh, yeah, if you win the game, I, they might very well do that then. Brian, go ahead. You're on with Jamie. Hey, Pharrell, my question is, Will Fuller or Marvin Jones? I I was so impressed with Will Fuller last week. You know, I thought he would play well, and he was, you know, beyond my expectations. Uh, I They've just been missing on some passes down the field all season long, and that Falcon secondary was a disaster, and they took advantage of it. I think they're going to have the chances to do that again. Um, the Chiefs' pass rush is going to be a little bit of a struggle, especially with Chris Jones not playing. And so I think Deshaun Watson's going to go in there and put on a show. So I would stick with Will Fuller. There you go. Uh, Justin in Boise. Hi, uh, yeah. Question uh, full point PPR, flex play Philip Lindsay or Damian Williams? I think Lindsay's safer. Uh, you know, the touches are, are certainly a little bit more guaranteed. He's been basically 15-plus touches in every game so far this season, four catches almost every game this season. The one thing that I lean toward with Williams, and I would still play Lindsay, but if you're looking at it from a different perspective, uh, Damian Williams is facing a te- uh, Texans defense that allows the most receptions to running backs, and we know that he'll play in the passing down situations over LaShawn McCoy. So if you have a way to work Williams in some other way, it could be a sneaky play. But I think if you're just talking uh, Lindsey versus Williams, Lindsey's a little safer. Do you think uh, Manny Diaz is a good coach? I think it was uh, uh, incomplete. Um, you know, it, it, he's not playing with his own players yet. You know, so give him a couple years to get his guys in there. But you know, he's a great defensive coach. We, we've seen that over the last couple of seasons. Uh, let's go to Rich and Roch- uh, Rochester. You're on with Jamie. What up, Ralph? Hey, dude. What's up? Hey, Jamie. Uh, non PPR. In a CBS league, I have uh, Mark Ingram, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, and Edo um, Smith. Yeah, uh, three of those things are not like the other. You know, Edo Smith does not belong in the same category as those other guys. If you need two, I would probably bench Nick Chubb just with a little bit of a tougher matchup compared to at least the other two guys. If you only need one, I'd go Aaron Jones. But uh, if you can get all three of those guys in and just bench Edo Smith, then that's a great situation. Honestly, uh, Carver, can I just say one thing right here before we go uh, with Jamie again? Uh, this kid, this quarterback sucks so bad. I can't even watch him play, this uh, per- Perkins. He's been awful for Virginia. <laughs> he Absolutely is. awful. The decision-making, like, he's like, he's standing in a pocket, and he sees the guy blitzing from 15 yards away, and he just stands. 
He just stands there and lets the guy hit him. He's having a tough night. I mean, he just can't make... I got to tell you, the student body, though, looks fantastic. Half naked. I mean, they don't even wear clothes to the game. It is just uh, a very impressive effort. How did, how did you move? Why did you move? I should have never moved. I would have never <laughs> left. They fired me and ran me out of town. They told me to take my, uh, you know, my bags, my girlfriend, my condo. They told me to leave the state because I was such a horrible person. Uh, and such a, you know, felonious host. And then I was found not guilty of all charges. So at the end of the day, their big plan to get me the FCC failed again. And uh, and I, it was the worst firing ever. And then what's even funnier is I've been on a radio station now for about 10 years since then. How funny is that? <laughs> they the, can't sa- the same people that fired me, they could, they're all selling bananas now in Costa Rica. And I'm on the air on the same station. I love it. It's true. I mean, it's true. It's so funny. Anyway, we'll come back with Jamie the second half. All your co- uh, questions, call 855-212-4CBS. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So, uh, Jamie, you say start uh, Matt Ryan, Dak... Famous Jameis, uh, Gardner Minshew, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, Stafford as well. Why Ryan, the way that team's luck, uh, they're terrible. Well, they may be terrible, but he's been a very good fantasy quarterback. So sometimes fantasy and reality don't always mix. I guess not. I mean, uh, when you watch that team, how long before they fire that coach? <laughs> At this rate, probably not not too long. But uh, as long as they keep letting Matt Ryan throw the ball, we'll take it. And how do you uh, – and you're sitting uh, Mayfield. What do you think's happening with him? The offensive line. I think it's just so, such a disaster right now that he's got you know somebody in face almost on every drop back, and you know he's locking it on receivers. You know probably the uh, the want to feature Odell Beckham could be a little bit of a problem. You know we see that from time to time when you get a premier receiver, you lock in on that guy. But I think he'll get it straightened out sooner than later. Um, this week's gonna be interesting. He's got to get it going though this week. All right, uh, ready for the second half of calls with Jamie Eisenberg. Check out his show Saturday night on CBS Sports Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern, Eye on Fantasy Football. Here's Nate in Wisconsin. You're on CBS Sports Radio with Jamie Eisenberg. Can I get a spotted cow? Absolutely. Good call right there. That is a nice effort by you. You might even pour you another one for that effort. I like that a lot. There you go. Back up. Back up pints. So I got to sit one. I don't know who. Chark, Godwin, Thielen, and Devontae Freeman. You know, the, the probably the safe play is to sit Devontae Freeman just because the receivers have been so good. Um, I, I'm a little concerned about Chark if he's going to stay outside and Lattimore follows him, but it's hard to you know look at the way that he's played so far and say that there's a – there's a downside, a significant downside, um, you know, given how he's, uh, you know, he should have had a touchdown in every game. He had the one call back against Denver on a uh, on a penalty, but he's been fantastic. So I think you just stick with him and you bench Freeman. So, you know, uh, Jamie, I, I, the more that you, you bring it up and everything, I was thinking of, uh, you know, the odds are that when I finally stop doing this, uh, you know, at some point or another, because I've done it for 35 years, no one ever remembers that, uh, least of all my boss, who's always complaining about when I take my vacations. And then I'm always like, uh, I've never missed a day in like 35 years on the air, but he's worried about when I take off. And then I'm thinking, I was talking to my wife, I'm like, when do you want to move back to Miami? That's what I said to her. I'm like, when do you want to move to Miami and quit doing this? And she's like, whenever you're ready. 
So you don't think, I mean, you know I'll move back there. You know I'm going to be your neighbor. I'm going to drive you nuts. Come on down. I am going to drive you nuts. Your (laughs) wife is going to have to put up an extra deadbolt on the door. (laughs) She's going to know I'm going to come over and eat all your food and drink all your booze. You are you are welcome anytime. And I'm going to swim in your pool and just lay there covered in oil. <laughs> just covered in oil and just all the women in the building, I'm going to play bridge with them and have uh, relations with them. Um, well, I, I live in a house, so I don't think there's a lot of people. Well, around. your neighbors are going to be moving soon. Steve in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Flex, full PPR, Chark, Schuster, or Landry. Yeah, I think you just ride the hot hand with DJ Chark. Uh, Gardner Minshew to Chark. Who would have thought that this would be one of the best connections in football right now? But but here we are, and uh, Minshew mania, uh, you know, DJ Chark, it's, it's working, so stick with it. What did you do on Yom, Jamie? Do you have, like, a big party or anything, or is that like a, is that like a holy day where everybody hides or something? It's a holy day. I mean, we don't hide. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we, we repent our sins. So Is that what it is? No it's, it's a day of repentance? Yes. Yes, uh, we Jesus. don't hide, but we also don't celebrate. Well, I know none. I know none of my Jewish friends played basketball with me on that day because I needed more bodies at the at the basketball court, and they all blew me off for the high holy one. Apparently, um, yeah, uh, everybody has their own routine. So, um, I guess I guess your your basketball buddies are uh, are, are observant. Yeah. Here's me. I went to church. I went to mass, and I don't understand a word the guy says. He's, like, from Africa, and I can't understand one word he says. And I'm, like, I I sit there, and I'm, like, why did I even come? I'm sitting there, and I'm sinning while I'm sitting there. I'm cussing out the guy for not being able to understand a word he says. I'm, like, Jesus, this guy sucks. I'm sitting in the church, and that's what I said. And then God struck me down with, like, five sin. I got struck by lightning. Edward in L.A. Uh, Can I get a cold sake? Sake. Shake out ooh. Shake out Alright. Like, is it time for me to give up on Mike Evans? He began to shack points this season so far. He's been frustrating. You know, I, I think we're gonna find out this weekend, uh, after Jameis, you know, brought up trying to get him the ball, you know, just gonna be a squeaky wheel game. Um, if Dante Jackson's out for the Panthers, that will help. Uh Evans has had a real bad history against James Bradbury and the Panthers, but I think it's going to be one of those games where they just sort of, you know, feed him some targets and do a little bit more creative things to get him open. So I'd give it one more week. I would also say just be patient because some of these matchups have just been brutal for him. You know, again, Bradbury early this season, Lattimore last week. It's just been tough. But there's going to be some lighter schedule uh, matchups coming up uh, during the rest of the schedule. So uh, just be patient with him. Hey, uh, Carver Hyde, tell Jamie how long uh, Mike Evans' toenails were in the elevator. Yeah, he was. He, he, he had it going, that's for sure. <laughs> Bro, those things. He we had, saw him in L.A., Jamie. He had not cut his though. toenails in four years. I mean, they were like the – I mean, it was the scraggly toenail from hell. Like, I looked at him. I almost said something like, Bro. What are you doing, man? And he absolutely looked uh, like he didn't want to be there. Him down. That, like, but after a while, doesn't that hurt in your cleats? You got some, like, five-inch toenails hanging off your toes? Like, I, I clean those things every week, son. There's nothing worse than skivvy, like, you know, <laughs> some dude with, like, cack toenails. Is there anything worse? That's a, when you have, like, fungus in your toes, you're, you're like, five steps away from death. Alex in Maryland. <laughs> What's going on? Um, I have uh, both quarterbacks in uh, two different leagues. 
Uncle Rico, a.k.a. Garden Minshew, and Philip Rivers. I'm leaning uh, Minshew and both of them. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think, you know, you look at the Saints defense, um, you know, everybody's going to sort of point to that Dallas game and, and show how great they were, and they were fantastic that night, but they have given up plenty of fantasy production to other quarterbacks over the course of the season, and I think Minshew at home in a game where he's probably going to have to throw a little bit uh, should have some success. Rivers against the Steelers since they got Mika Fitzpatrick, the secondary has played much better, and the Chargers have a lot of offensive line woes, so I think Gardner Minshew's in a better spot. A Chris in Pittsburgh on the fan. Hey, I got uh, quarterback issues. I'm looking at uh, Gardner Minshew or Kyle Allen. Who should have started? I actually like both this week. Uh, I'll stick with Minshew just because he's been a little bit more successful, and I think they allow him to throw the ball a little bit more. You know, what we've seen with the Panthers is such a reliance, and it's hard to argue with it, but such a reliance on Christian McCaffrey. So um, depending on how that game goes, you know, if the Panthers, uh, if, the, if the Bucks offense shows up and they get into a little bit of a shootout, then Kyle Allen might end up being better, but I just feel a little bit more comfortable with Minshew with the way he's been playing right now. All right, Chris, have a good weekend. George in Oklahoma, three more. Yeah, uh, I have to start another receiver, and I have Terry McLaurin, Michael Gallup, and Larry Fitzgerald. Wow, that's three great ones. Um, you know, I wish you could play all three of them, but I, I'd go with Fitzgerald. Uh, I think that's going to be one of the better games this weekend between – the Cardinals and the Falcons. Falcons defense has just been abysmal. Uh, you know, you saw again last week what Will Fuller did. The week before, it was the Titans receivers of all teams. You know, putting up three touchdowns between AJ Brown and, and Corey Davis. And you know, Fitzgerald's been held out of the end zone the last two weeks. But I, I think Kyler Murray goes off, and I think it's a, a big week for Fitzgerald. Uh, two more, Johnny in the Steel City. Hey, Tommy, are we starting uh, Devlin Hodges week six or what? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, if you're stuck, then, then that's certainly an option you could turn to. But I actually think if you if you could look on your waiver wire, see if maybe Case Keenum's out there. Um, you know, he's going to start for Washington against Miami. And, you know, we've seen every quarterback have success against the Dolphins. And you go back to the first three weeks of the season, you know, Keenum had seven touchdowns in those first three games. So uh, maybe he picks that back up with Bill Callahan now calling plays. So uh, I, I'd probably take a shot and see if he's out there. But if Hodges is your only option, you know, he'll, be, he'll probably uh, be a, a little bit successful, but, you know, probably not to the level that you would hope that uh, a Steelers quarterback would be. He'll be running for his life. Who are you kidding? Uh, Jay in Mississippi. Hey, Jamie and Pharrell. Hey. I'm in the standard league, man. Um, we got five bench spots, so I got to pick up a kicker in defense. Which of these two out of the five would you go out? Kevin Coleman, David Montgomery, A.J. Green, Mike Williams, or Kyler Murray? My other quarterback is Carson Wentz. Whew. Um, Mike Williams is the first one. Um, it's tough to drop the other guys. I guess probably drop uh, drop Kyler, although, you know, if those are the only two quarterbacks you have, I like Kyler Murray much better than Carson Wentz this week just with his matchup against the Falcons comparatively to Wentz against uh, the Vikings. Um, so if you just need one for this week, you know, maybe you drop Wentz and the schedule is about to get really tough for Philly, and so maybe you get him back next week. But uh, Williams is the easy one, and I probably would just flip the, flip the quarterbacks and drop Wentz. All right, there you go, Jay. Have a great weekend. Jamie, uh, awesome stuff. Enjoy the games on Sunday. Always a pleasure having you on the bench. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Have a killer weekend. You too, my friend. Go Gators. There he is. Screw you, Jamie. Uh, Jamie Eisenberg. Check him out on Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern on Ion Fantasy. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Seriously, how awful is this uh, Colorado team? Are you watching the, the like, disaster? Like, A- 
the guy in the end zone, did you see him, like, the ball right in front of his face? And it popped up in the air right in front of his face, and he and he, he just was paralyzed. <laughs> he couldn't. This kid 44 is getting the business right now, too. What, what did he get? He, what did he get the business Mel for? Tucker, oh, because he, he's the one with the face mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so just they, came over and gave him the business. Honestly, like they were so in this game. It's a fourteen-point game. They're down inside the ten or wherever they were, just there. First and, and goal and for the, the five. And I mean, honestly, like get it in, get it, get it to a one-score game. And now, it, and now the game. game's over. Watch, Oregon's going to come down the field now before the half. There's less that have been left in the half. They're, they're going to blow down There's the field the bomb right here. There's the wide Boom. open. <laughs> Look at this. There's this a 14-point swing because that kid couldn't catch the ball in the end zone that led it, to a pick. It popped up right in front of his face, and he just was paralyzed by it. <laughs> he was so It, it, it hit him in the hands like three times, and then he popped it back up in the air, and the guy picked it off. Like, what are you doing? He looked like, like a fullback with bad fingers, right? Like He just had the bad hands. He had the Max Talbot going. What a hack. <laughs> what was that? And then you saw the coach light up the guy with the face oh, mask. 44 got the business on the sideline. Your boy uh, Mel Tucker gave him the business. Is he gonna uh, come? Is he done playing for the night? 44. He might be. He might be. <laughs> now they're just getting rolled by Oregon. You had a chance to go into the locker room. 17-10. Instead, you're gonna be down 24-3. Yeah, it's it's literally it's over. This game is now officially over. What was the line on this game? It's like 20. They'll cover it easy now. Look at this. Yeah, cover it. They'll, they'll beat them. Uh, it looks like they're on their way to, I would think, uh, 50 to 6. They'll double cover it. They'll go for, They'll win by 40. They'll double the spread. Double it. Miami beat Virginia. Uh, here's the thing. Virginia's ranked 20th. That's a, all you need to know about how ridiculous and terrible the rankings are in college uh, athletics. Frankly, or uh, even these power rankings in the NFL and NHL and NBA that they do. Are those the silliest things you've ever seen in your life? The we, you know, weekly, they just evaluate every, you know, team and give you a power ranking. How pathetic are those things? Seriously. Like, if you're ranked, uh, tw- how are you ranked 20th? Meanwhile, your quarterback can't complete a pass. I mean, honestly, like, did you watch that kid play tonight? He was so terrible. I thought he he, he was 25 of 42 for 252, but you saw him, didn't you? Like, make just one mistake after the next and bad throws, terrible Awful. throws, terrible decisions. Awful. Did you see it? Like, am I making this stuff up? You're like, he'll make one good play, but then just... Five it, bad it, ones. It, yeah, it's just, you can't have it. Anyway, all my college plays are up and pros for Saturday and Sunday. You'll get all the hockey, baseball, UFC card this weekend. I think there's a fight night tomorrow night. Notice how when Mafia's not here, we don't care about it. I just wanted to say that. I mean, there's absolutely zero conversation. I mean, about I, if there was like something actually happening, like who's even fighting tomorrow? Like every week, it's just there's another card that is so, it's so painful. Cares. It's just. Like seriously, they just—they're uh, like hookers. They're everywhere. Like I get it. Like they, they have a fight every week. They have a card every single week of the year. Like I get it. You know they had to do what they're doing. They I have, don't get it. They have this—you know—billion dollar deal with ESPN now, and they're on every single week, <laughs> and they're just. 
But like for the casual fan, like it's just way so, too much oversaturation. For, like I know these fight fans. I, I know these guys that are obsessed with it. Do they want to watch it every week. That's all they do. It's crazy. Literally, I know guys that their entire life. That's all they do. Like these guys are in their you know late. 20s, early 30s, they're not married. That's all they're doing is watching fights every Saturday night. Some every are on pay-per-view, some are free, so some they are get, on plus. You know, they, ho- just... they hook up, they get together, they get their booze, they get their drugs, they get they get everything lined up, they got the poker game going, and then they got the UFC card going and the prelims. And they sit there for eight hours playing poker and drinking and doing drugs and watching that UFC. That's all they do. Literally, that's all they do. And none of them get any leg. Because not surprised. Well, it, they go over to the you know sausage festival poker tournament, watching the fights all night. That's what it is. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna hang out with my six buddies again every week. <laughs> you wonder why your buddies are happier than you. Just showed it again. I still can't believe that guy didn't catch that ball. In the I, end. I can't. I couldn't even believe it when I saw the play. I was like, what's this guy doing, man? It's right in front of your face. And he he just, it was like he was on acid or something. He just couldn't see the ball in front of his face. It was right in front of his head. All he had to do was grab it. And he just couldn't. He was such a fumble finger, wasn't he? That was awful. Anyway, uh, all my picks are up. Go get them. Uh, PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up. You'll love it. Uh Hide the money from your wife. Pharrellonthebench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L. So there you go. So Miami won uh, 19 or 17-9. And then Colorado State's going to beat New Mexico. They're up 35-21 on the road in Albuquerque. Meanwhile, they're horrible. They're 1-5. When you lose to a 1-5 team, you know your program is finished. You need to fire Bob Davey and just get it over with. When you can't beat Colorado State at home... And they're one and five coming into your building, and you're two and three, and you can't beat them, and they kick your ass. You got to fire the coach. It's and you over. have a kid in the first half who is going in for a walk-in touchdown, walk-in touchdown. He had everybody clear by. 20 and he fumbled yards, the ball. And he started to get into the, you know, cutting the mustard mode, five-yard line. <laughs> and he and he remember the old Deshaun Jackson dropping the ball before the goal line. He did it. Kid did it on New Mexico tonight. He got to about the two, started to celebrate. Let the ball go out of his hands. Never cross the goal line. <laughs> Colorado oh State God. ball. I mean, just... Did that kid, what did he do after the game? Oh, who knows? His girlfriend I mean, slept I'm, with his what, best friend. What's, what's Davey going to do to him? I mean, honestly. No one respects Davey anymore. <laughs> exactly. So no one listens to him. Uh, and then uh That should Oregon, just get you automatically cut off the team. I think it should. Like, just cut. Like, you just, dude, go home. What are you doing? Go home. You've ruined it for all of us. With here's, that. A, here's a Greyhound ticket. Like, we'll see you back. And, what a you know. bonehead play that is. How do you fumble going into the end zone from the two-yard line all alone going in for a touchdown you drop the ball? What are you doing? You know what I mean? Don't you cross the goal line and make it a emphatic, like get over the goal cross line? Cross the goal line and then get your 15-yard celebration penalty. You're not like, even allowed. You, yeah, you're not you even allowed. cross the goal line before you get You're it. not even allowed to celebrate in college football anymore. At all. You know, these uh, State Farm commercials with Aaron Rodgers, they're just not working anymore. They got the same thing. Someone's telling them. I'm looking up at the screen. I'm going, another one, man. Like, when is this going to stop? Like, 
They, but nut. someone's telling them that, that they're great. And it's, they have this same dude in them with them now. Like, who is that guy? He's so painful. The, the fake agent? Yeah, like, what is he doing? He's so bad. And then I, I can't even believe that Aaron Rodgers, like, keeps doing it. It gets further along into humiliation. Did you see the one he was just in? He's where just he, so like He's wearing, him. like, some uniform for some State Farm football team. It's really embarrassing. It's not the worst commercial that I, I mean. The, it the, is the Rudy one is the worst commercial I've seen. The Rudy one is the worst. That commercial That is the ever. absolute biggest sellout, um, just horrible Jeez. thing that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Watching Sean Astin run out of the tunnel with the chicken uh, out with the Mr. Sanders outfit, Colonel Sanders outfit on. <laughs> I one. mean, you got to be kidding me here. Uh, like yeah. he ruined. That really he ruined. Especially being a Notre Dame fan and how right. much I care about. The Rudy story, and, right. and I, it was such a great movie. And he ruined it. I, I almost don't ever want to watch Rudy again after watching Aston throw the Colonel Sanders outfit on and do that commercial. I, I just didn't he work in the steel mill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole family did. Right, and then he made it. Such a great movie. It is, but now every time I watch Rudy, I'm going to think of that stupid chicken commercial. Oh, and he's so fat now and old. And just so, it's so embarrassing to see him running out on the field and he weighs like 270. And he's so fat and old. Honestly. You know, I'm old, but I'm in phenomenal shape. I'll play basketball tomorrow for two and a half hours straight and I'll score a thousand points. I'm unstoppable. Scoring. I'm like George Gervin. I'm literally honest. I'm like ISO Joe. Just give me the pill, Skipper. Watch what happens. I can hit from anywhere. I mean, I'm dagger threes from 25 feet. Dagger. I'm hitting them everywhere. Everywhere. And I'm I'm an old man. I'm lighting up kids like bongs. I am. I'm not kidding. And then I watched Sean Astin run out on the field, and he literally looks like he's going to explode. He's so fat. I mean, have you seen it? It's so embarrassing. It's the worst thing I've ever speaking seen. Of, uh, we have to start calling out this stuff. It's got to stop. Speaking of, of Notre Dame, what do you think that uh, the Yammer is going to come on here uh, next segment and try to sell us that USC is going to go into South Bend tomorrow and, and beat the Irish? What do you think? <laughs> I think the Yammer is going to try to pull it off with Slovis. I love the Yammer, and he, we got a lot of great Pac-12 games tomorrow that he's going to talk about. He's going to talk about Oregon tonight. That, too. But do you think he's going to try to find Slide a way for the Trojans to show up at South Bend tomorrow and beat the Irish? I just, I'm just glad that Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush are on the Fox set to promote it. You know, give USC some juice. And then isn't Brady Quinn there for the Irish? Brady's there. Brady's really good. He's good on TV. Yes. Well, we would have liked him even if he was. Even if he wasn't, we would say he is I because we're Notre Dame fans. Yes, I love Brady. I didn't love that uh, 07 Sugar Bowl, but I love but I love Brady. I love Notre Dame covering for me the last two weeks. That's what I like. Do you think uh, so? You think that Notre Dame covers that ten spot tomorrow? Oh yeah. Against... They're wearing the Kelly green tomorrow night too. Look out! Uh oh. Wearing the green. So they're bringing out they only the bust out the green for home games against USC. It's great. Is that the only time they do it? Usually, they, uh, not every time, but for the a lot of times they bring the green out for for USC. So when I was a kid, right, and I told you, my dad uh, was friends with Dan Devine, so I got to go on the field to do the uh, tunnel when they run out through the, uh, you know, all the the 
all the like uh, fans and cheerleaders and who who lines up out there. It's like a bunch of people. I got to do that like several times. I used to I, I got to go on the field with a press pass and and line up by the by the goalpost there. And when the when Notre Dame runs out on the field, I got to do that as a kid. Can you imagine being able to do that as a kid? And, no, and the, I, can't. I mean to tell you, when I was a little kid, right? So I was about five foot four or something like that, right? I was small. I was like a little point guard, right? And I never grew until my junior year in high school. I grew two feet, literally. I had like Ajigan slaughter the whole deal with your knees hurt because I grew so I grew like it was like I was like a movie, like I was deformed and I started growing like a Martian. But uh, when I was a kid, I was little. I was like five foot four, so. I went to Notre Dame, and I'm standing out on the field, and guys like Bob Golick are running past me. And the guy was like, you know, these guys were monsters. They were like six foot seven, three hundred pound guys, and I'm five foot four. I look like a little twerp against them. I mean, they're monsters when you stand next to them on a football field. These guys come walking out in their cleats and and their shoulder pads and their you know shiny gold helmets. I thought it was like. It was like Adonis to me. It was like the gladiators when they came out of that tunnel. The fighting Irish. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.